Jeremiah 3.15, And I will give you pastors according to mine heart, which shall feed you with knowledge and understanding. Welcome to the podcast of the Kadesh Family Church, Newark Branch, a place where Jesus resides. Our main goal and purpose is to provide the solid foundation of Bible-based teachings for our day-to-day living. Preached to you by our residing pastor, Reverend Dr. Charles Osset. We hope you are blessed by the Word of God, and may your life never be the same. Critics, to be up in this circle. Hallelujah. And you, the principle of being led by the Spirit. Hallelujah. And we talk about David also had a pastor. That's why last week I concluded by asking, do you have a pastor? So ask your neighbor this morning, do you have a pastor? I'm your pastor, right? I'm not only your doctor, I'm your pastor too, right? Right? I'm your pastor too, right? Not only your doctor. Good. Just to make sure. Because when he came to the ER and showed, he said, pastor. He was shocked. <laughs> that this man who preaches me on Sunday is now working in the emergency room. You couldn't believe who I am. I'm, also, I'm, I'm both your pastor and your doctor, right? <laughs> Hallelujah. I could see the shock in his face. <laughs> Hallelujah. Yeah? David had a pastor. But today I want to share something briefly with us before as we close. Amen. Another thing we have to learn from the life of David. A, a, a key to success. Because you see, everybody, I don't know whether there's anybody here who wants to be a failure. Even, even a mad person wants to succeed. Mm-hmm. Isn't it? Even a mad person. Mm-hmm. Even a crazy person wants to succeed. So everybody wants to succeed. So, and, and, so <clears throat> that's why we are learning these principles. Amen. And one of the key, one, one of the things that was known about David that I will share with you this morning is the principle of being quick to admit your mistakes. <laughs> the principle of being quick to admit your mistakes. Hallelujah. Let's look at the scripture. <clears throat> First Samuel chapter 15, verses 19 to 23. We are written two scriptures. First Samuel 15, 19 to 23. Wherefore thou didn't not obey the voice of the Lord but did fly upon the spoil and did evil in the sight of the Lord next verse and look, look at this guy and Saul no, look at this guy and Saul said unto Samuel yea I have obeyed the voice of the Lord and, and I've gone the way which the Lord sent me and I brought Agag the king and of Amalek and have utterly destroyed the Amalekites but the people took the spoil sheep and oxen and chief of the things which should have been utterly destroyed to sacrifice unto the Lord thy God in Gigal. You, your God. You, you, the pastor, your God. And someone said, Had the Lord as great delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices as in obeying the voice of the Lord, behold, to obey is better than sacrifice and to hearken the fat of rams. For rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft and stubbornness is as iniquity and adultery. Because thou hast rejected the word of the Lord God, 
he had also rejected you from being king. Accuse number one. Let's look at the second accuse. Two people have been brought to trial. This is the first accuse. So, second accuse. Second Samuel, chapter 12. Verse 9 to 13. Second Samuel, chapter 12. Verse 9 to 13. Second Samuel, are we there? 12. Second Samuel, chapter 12. Quickly. Oh, verse 9. Okay, good. Yeah. Wherefore? Wherefore hast thou despised the commandment of the Lord to do evil in his sight? Thou hast killed Uriah the Hittite with a sword and hast taken his wife to be thy wife and hast slain him with the sword of the children of Ammon. Next verse. Now therefore the sword shall not depart from thine house. Because thou hast despised me and hast taken the wife of Uriah the Hittite to be thy wife. Thus said the Lord, Behold, I will raise up evil against thee out of thine own house. I will take thy wives before thine eyes and give them unto thy neighbor. And he shall lie with thy wife's mercy in the sight of the son. For thou did it secretly, but I will do these things before Israel. And before the sun, be careful of your secret sins because your reward can be in the open. You see, you did the secret, but I'll punish you openly. And David said unto Nathan, I have sinned against the Lord. And Nathan said unto David, The Lord has also put away thy sin, thou shalt not die. Two people were brought to trial. One's offense was that God told him to go to war and kill all the Amalekites. But he decided not to kill some of them and brought the goat, the sheep, and the cattle to God to sacrifice. And his pastor came and said, that, why did you do this? He said, I didn't do it. I didn't do it. What do you mean I did this? I didn't do nothing. And the, and the pastor said, someone said, what minute the bleating of the goat? You see, when you have to prove your mistake to you before you admit it, it's a problem. Do you, do you see the difference? I mean, if I have to show you, I mean, some of you as I'm talking, I say, you, you say this, you say this. I mean, so, sometimes, I, I, just, I don't enjoy marriage counseling. I don't. Marriage, because you see, as, I'm, as I say, you did ABCD. You said no, 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 no. Until your husband brings the phone recordings. Why do you have to go that far? Why should your husband play back the message? And show the number, the number of times you call the guy. I mean, you're, you're, I mean why do you have to show hard evidence? And the one particular sister, she was even worse. We, we played the voice, the the tape to her. She was hearing the voice. Say, it's not my voice. It's not my voice. <laughs> I mean, remember, sister, sister, it's not. I, I said, what? You, I mean, it's not your voice. Who's the phone? The number? The voice? It's not my voice. 
It could be anyone. My voice has been doctored. It's not my voice. And why must we get there? Why should your wife, why should your wife bring me all the transacts of the bank transaction you have been mailing before you are set? And I tell people all the time, I'm a pastor. I'm not a private detective. That's not my job. Don't turn me into a private, tell them never, don't turn reverend into a private detective. That's not my job, I beg you. <laughs> I'm a pastor, I'm a man of God. He denied until someone said, I won't mean it down. Do I have to show you the evidence of the ship bleeding man, man, before you admit? But the other guy, whose crime was even serious, he, he took somebody's wife. And after he took the person's wife, he engineered for the guy to die. Premeditated murder. This is not manslaughter. I mean, on the face of, if you are a judge and they bring these two people to who have a long sentence, you think the murderer, if you are a judge, and they say, this person, he just didn't obey instructions, how many years sentence? This person, he killed and stole and slept with. So, so what I'm telling you, but, but look at it. But rather, you see, as soon as David was accused, he said, I've done it. It's me. I'm guilty. I am guilty. You don't have to bring evidence to proof. I know what I did. I don't have to. Reverend, you don't have to bring. I mean, why should, I, why should your husband bring me mortgage and rent payment? A whole transcript of two years. Then, in, instead of me praying, I'm going through transcripts. What's <laughs> Am I auditor? It's all right. And this was the difference. So when, when we say that, you see, when the Bible said David is a man after God's own heart, this is one of the things. If, do you know why? Do you know why this is very important? Listen to me. There is none righteous. There is none righteous. No, not one. As for mistakes, God Himself who formed us, you know, he, he knows we are some way. He said, I know your frailty. I know your weakness. God is fully aware that we are not perfect. So don't try to be perfect. He knows, God knows our weakness. So what I'm telling you, God is not surprised with our mistakes. And so is any good pastor. I'm not surprised with your mistakes at all. I have never been surprised with your mistakes. Me? No, 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 no. I have not been by the grace of God. Hallelujah. Because, you see, the Bible, when you read the Bible, and read the Bible, look, unless you don't read the Bible, the Bible is full of people who made mistakes. The Bible. From Abraham who said his wife was not his wife. You just, you, you, you said your wife was your girlfriend. Abraham, they say it wasn't his wife at all. <laughs> I don't know her at all. Say my sister. For me to, for me to be deported, ah, no way. 
So you changing you you lying on your birth certificate or your green card? It's nothing new. Abraham did it. <laughs> I'm preaching to you. Abraham said, "Me to die because of this woman." Forget it. Hey, when they say you are, say you are my sister, okay? <laughs> one mother, one father. After me, then after me, then Laban, then you are the third one. Okay? <laughs> My name. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's not new. As you said, you're called Joseph and you want to work and say, Joe, can we come? And you, you don't remember. <laughs> Joe, we need you here. Joe, over here. Joe, can Joe come? Can Let's say, oh, I'm Joseph. Thank you. <laughs> Nothing new under the sun. Abraham. Jacob. You kidding me? 419. Master of 419. Jacob. By his Israel. And you shall all the nations be blessed. That's Jacob. I'm trying to give you examples. From Gideon who said, Charlie, me, I don't want to fight you. This, this kill yourself with Jesus. I'm not interested. I won't do it. Moses, a murderer and a fugitive. You see, Moses was called when he was on the runaway list. When Moses left Egypt, he, had, he, was, he was being wanted for Egypt for murder. So he was a wanted man. He was a fugitive on the run. Solomon. I don't want to, miss, to repeat the mistakes of my father. If I like you, I'll marry you. I like you, I'll marry you. I like you, I'll marry you. <laughs> <laughs> One time we were doing a play in church and we asked one brother, what role do you want to play? I want to play Solomon. <laughs> he said, why? He said, Reverend, the feeling of having many wives, I want to see. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Solomon, yeah, no, I mean, look, look, I don't want to, I like you, I'm married. And case close. Yeah. So what I'm saying, the Bible is full of people who made mistakes. And if God is concerned about their mistakes, he will not mention them. So just as God is not embarrassed to talk about David's mistake, God is not embarrassed to talk about your mistake. So the problem here is what will make you successful is your ability to admit your mistakes quickly. Don't wait for it to be proven to you. That's where the problem is. Before you admit. You see, if you wait, let me tell you something. The reason why you, you must wait for your mistake to be proven to you because you are proud. And God resists the proud. Charlie, the thing you do. Rep, sorry. <laughs> Rep, sorry, you know. It was a mistake by Rev, you know. The flesh is the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. Rev, Rev, I'm sorry. That's all. But don't say no, Rev, me, me. It wasn't me. <laughs> I was not even there. No, 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 no. Are you hearing me? Because you see, it's the, the denial shows a sign of pride. It's like you are paid, but you are not. And the Bible says God resists the proud. So it's not about the mistakes. So far as God is concerned, look, we all make many mistakes. 
Hallelujah. Yeah. So admit the principle of admitting your mistakes. Quickly. Don't wait for it to be proven. I don't wait for it to be proven. Why? Why are you? We played the tape to say it's not my voice. I couldn't believe it. That what we are playing is not her voice. I was once talking to a sister. Her husband came to report to me that Reverend Mary, no, I think he has passed my back. <laughs> if you understand the local balance. And then one day I was there, I got a call from the ear. She was in the ear. She was in the ear. Acute abdominal pain. Acute abdominal pain. Ba 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 ba. Pregnancy test positive. Pa 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 pa. Ultrasound, ectopic pregnancy. I'm telling you a true story. They called me in the morning. Ectopic pregnancy. So, of course, you have to get emergency surgery. And the insurance is in the husband's name. For insurance to pay, you must give diagnosis on paper. <laughs> this case wasn't easy for me. Oh. The husband called me. First of all, she said, It's my husband. The husband said, Me. You see, the husband had already complained to me. Yes. That not only has it been denied access, the light is off. He knows that the light is off. He has even confided in me. He had diabetes, and as of the complications, he has become light off. So he knows that. <laughs> Concerning this matter, <laughs> you don't understand light off. You don't understand light off. So when you turn off, when you, I should say. He was firing blanks, empty bullets. Okay, diabetes, diabetes has one of the complications. Is, diabetes has a complications. And one of the complications of diabetes is neuropathy. Whereby you get nerve damage. And one of the neuropathy is that when you get neuropathy, you cannot get an erection. This is medical. So one of the complications of diabetes is impotence. You are delivered from it in Jesus' name. Yeah. May your light never go off. Yeah. Even at 85, may you fire. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so he said, there is no way. There is no way this thing cannot be me. She was auto. And probably, I, I was in. So she called me. So I called her. That where are you? So I mean, the, what's the problem? So I have abdominal pain. I said, what is the problem? Say they said uh, something in my abdomen is. They are saying that something in my abdomen. <laughs> and you are talking to. You are not talking to a palm wine tapper. You are talking to a doctor. 
an ear doctor and I know exactly what it is but this woman was denying I'm telling you to the point of she had you, know, you have to do uh, uh, you have to remove one of her tubes she still denied it that it was not that and, and by the, the side, what did you know is that for the insurance company to pay they, they need a diagnosis and the insurance is in your husband's name And our insurance even knows the husband's problem. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I have never seen a soulish behavior like that before. Until we have to pull the evidence. At the point, I told the husband, I won't even bother. Because I was so annoyed. That I'm not going to waste my time to prove to you. It's on to you. That's what I told him. That I'm not going to spend my night proving this nonsense to you. Yeah. So it's not about the mistakes. It's, are you ready to admit it? So stop. It's, it's, it's the denial. David, look, David's crime was serious. but said, I'm sorry. It always helps. So, you see, to, to deny the mistakes is a sign of pride. Especially, you see, and one of the, one of the signs of pride is when you're even talking to two people, and you are pointing the person's mistakes to them. And they have, they said, yes, I know, Reverend, I, I did this, I did this, but he also, he said, I'm not talking about he, I'm talking about you. <laughs> are they in church? The problem is, I'm not talking about him, I'm talking about you. So don't say, but he also. Say, but he also means that you are not willing to accept your mistakes. Shifting blame. Look, a sign of progress. That's what David was very humble. Tell me about God is not looking for perfect people. He's looking for humble people. That's all. Perfect. You, 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 you do look perfect. Do look perfect. Nobody's perfect. Admit your, admitting your mistakes early will save you. Like I keep on sharing with you, I used to have a problem with the police. Me and the police. Mm. Me and the police. I don't know Eddie. I don't know that AT place. I don't know whether there's some demons there. <laughs> I don't know why they are demons. Every Sunday morning, I can say, look at them demons, demons, demons. They are all on the way. <laughs> All my argument didn't take me anywhere. <laughs> so now, the principle of admitting your mistakes. Even last week, ask my wife. Like just last Sunday, she. I, I was coming to church. I, I was no good. I was coming to preach. Last week Sunday, just last week Sunday, he pulled up on me. Do you know you were driving this? I see. What? <laughs> but now I don't argue. I just said, oh. Officer, I'm sorry. I'm a pastor. I'm going to church. <laughs> I'm stop arguing. <laughs> hey, there's no point. I told the officer, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I was going to church. I was, I was a bit mindless. I wasn't looking at it. I'm really sorry. Sorry, you know, officer. 
license and registration. I gave it to him. He went to his car. Because when the police stops you, that's when you hear a wise mouth. <laughs> you, you drive too fast. I don't... <laughs> you, know, you know yourselves. Me, me already I'm sad. Why are you... <laughs> and all of us are like that. So I was quiet. Bring. But my strategy is low. I'm sick. I have admitted I'm sick. So, you know, he came back. All right, I'm not going to give you a ticket, Okay. It was okay. Just be careful. Drive safely. Have a wonderful day. <laughs> and the difference is admitting your mistakes early. Sometime ago, hey, I would have said, bring the speedometer. <laughs> How do you know I was driving 85? Racist, you are biased, you don't like me. I have, to, I have gone to court several times. Now I don't do that anymore. I just admit my mistakes. Sorry. Have a nice day. Pastor. Because he charged me for overspeeding and changing lanes without showing the signal. <laughs> don't worry. When the anointing is shown, it makes the <laughs> it's the anointing, you know. That sometimes the, the anointing is speed. <laughs> so now, as soon as we sit in the car, now my wife's in my side now. No words. You know? But let me tell you something. It makes a difference. Nobody, we are not perfect. God is, that's why I give you an example. God is not looking for perfection at all. Hallelujah. So when you're having a problem with your husband and the pastor is talking, stop saying, but he also. No, no, I'm not talking about he. I'm talking about you. I'm preaching. See, that but he also is a sign that you don't want to admit your mistakes. The issue is not about him. I know he also has his problems. But what you're talking about is now you. So you don't cook. You don't clean. But he also doesn't pay the... No, no, we have to talk about you. Hallelujah. Yeah. The principle of admitting mistakes. Amen. Amen. Next one is the principle of being merciful. <laughs> and remembrance. Both merciful and remembrance. Second Samuel chapter 9. Verse 1. Second Samuel chapter 9 verse 1. And David said, Is there yet not? Look at David. And David said, Is there yet is there yet not any that is left in the house of Saul that I may show him kindness for Jonathan's sake? Is, it, is there nobody left in the house of Saul that because of Jonathan I will show him kindness? Verse 6 to 7. Verse 6 to 7. Go to verse 7. Now when Mephibosheth, the son of Jonathan, the son of Saul, was coming to David, he fell on his face and did reverence. And David said, Mephibosheth, and he answered, Behold, thy servant. And David said unto him, Fear not, for I will surely show thee kindness for Jonathan's sake, and will restore thee all the land of Saul thy father. And thou shalt eat bread continually. Look at this story. See, I'm talking about the principle of 
being merciful and also remembrance. David remembered. David remembered how far he had come. He remembered how he was a nobody. He remembered how he was a fugitive. And he remembered how Jonathan helped him. So now that he's a king, he remembered this guy, even though he's dead, he helped me. So because of the help he gave me, is there anybody in his life that I can also help? You see, I'm telling you, the principle of remembrance. Most of us, when we prosper, we forget those who help us. I'm preaching to you. You forget the one who helped you. You forget the one who gave you somewhere to sleep. You forget the one who paid your fees. But David remembered. Yes, I'm the king. I'm eating good. But some time ago, I was a fugitive. I was running. I was homeless. And this guy helped me. So even though he's not alive, can I look for any of his family members to pay him back? Put your hands together for the Lord. Because most of us are not like that. Even if you will help, even if you will help, you will help while the person is alive. But to help when the person is dead, it shows your heart that David always remembered. Yeah. Jonathan was dead, though. So David didn't even need to do it because of the heart that he had. Look, this guy, he helped me. He remembered that some time ago he was a fugitive. He reminds me that Saul wanted to kill him. So, so because of what Jonathan did for me, even though Jonathan is not alone. You see, and, 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 and let me tell you something. That is, so, that is why you should also not be weary in bringing people good. Because even if they don't help you, if they have a good heart, one day they will help your children. Yeah. David remembered. David remembered. David remembered. Look, this guy helped me. It's unfortunate that many people forget. You forget. Suddenly you don't remember anymore. Even when you are talking, you see, let me tell you something. When you are talking, your refusal to talk about your past is a sign that you are pride. Why don't you want people to know where you came from? You are acting like you suddenly arrived on the scene. No, you were not. You are acting like you have always driven. No, you were not. Some time ago, you had it. You didn't have it. Somebody didn't help you. And when you are, you see, when you are talking, you see, even the refusal to mention the person's name is a sign of pride. Because you don't want people to know your roots. Remember the stone from which you were hewn. There's nothing wrong with people knowing your roots. It's a sign of humility. Why don't you want people to know your roots? Why are you ashamed from where you came from? That is why you must have pictures. You must always have pictures. Because pictures keep you humble. From time to time, we go and look and say, hey, 1972. <laughs> this is 1992. Remembrance and being merciful. You see, when it comes to mercy, I will advise all of us. One thing that we must always show is mercy. 
And the reason why you must blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. And the reason why we have to show mercy is that look, no matter who you are, one day you need mercy. I mean, Mr. Boachi is a very honorable man, but I tell you, one day he will need mercy. <laughs> as honorable as he is, one day he will need mercy. So you must show me mercy because one day you need mercy. Anybody who need mercy, mercy. Because you see, you cannot be careful enough. I wish I could say you can be careful enough. But one day something will trick you. One day something will trick you. And you find that Charlie, mercy is needed. So as for David, he always showed mercy. He showed mercy to Mr. Boyden. He showed mercy to Saul when Saul made the mistake. So when he did the mistake, because he had shown mercy to Saul, he also read mercy. Mercy. Because you cannot be careful enough. You cannot be careful enough. I wish you can be, but you cannot be. So let's show mercy. Mercy. Bind it. Show mercy. Show mercy. Show mercy. When you have somebody under you, show mercy. Yes. When you have somebody under you, show mercy. Because some of us are wicked. Especially the women. I'm preaching. When a woman is your boss, it's not as you. She can be very mean. Very, very mean. I learned to show mercy. Hallelujah. Show mercy. Because one day you need mercy. I wish I could say that you would never need mercy, but you need. You will need it. You will need mercy. So show mercy. Amen. And remember those who help you. Just remember. And some of you must remember your pastor. See, the day your high fever comes and you're about to insult me, remember. <laughs> Remember how I prayed for you. Remember how I cancelled you. Remember how I laid hands on you. Before you walk out and bang the door on me, just remember. When your high fever comes, remember. Hallelujah. Show mercy. And then finally for today, principle of David as we conclude is the principle of being spiritual or religious. Let me show you two verses. The principle of being spiritual or be spiritual or be religious. Don't be too carnal. The Bible says to be carnally minded is death. Psalm 84, verse 10. Psalm, For a day in thy courts is better than a thousand. I'd rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my God than to dwell in the tents of wickedness. For a day in thy courts is better than a thousand. A day in thy court is better than a thousand. I'd rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my God than to dwell in the tents of wickedness. Psalm 122 verse 1. I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. Joe, who's, who, who, who's writing this? David. Who's writing this? Who was David? David was not a priest. David was not a prophet. David was a politician. 
Are you hearing what I'm saying? The priest was Samuel and then Nathan. David was a king. He was a politician. He was a king. He was a politician. But look at what he's saying. Look at what the politician is saying. Look at what the king is saying. So what I'm trying to say is that it doesn't matter your profession. You may be a nurse. You may be a doctor. You may be an architect. You may be a, a, a home health aide. You may be a pharmacist. Don't leave spiritual things out. Be spiritual. This guy was a king, but he was spiritual. Don't say it's for Reverend Moses. He's a reverend. Me, I'm not. Spiritual. I'm talking about the secrets of David's success. Even though, look, let's be honest. Let's be real. David was not a full-time priest at all. When you go to Israel right now, the Knesset is called the seat of David, which is their parliament, like the White House. Their White House is called the seat of David. He was a hundred percent politician. He had a priest, he had a prophet. But look at what he's saying. My daughter, look at what he's, can you believe it? You would think that this would be written by a priest. No, it's a prophet, a, a king. It's like, it's, it's, like, it's like the boss of AT&T said that I was glad when they said unto me, let us go. To... Can you think the boss of AT&T can say that? But you'll be surprised you can say it. Are you hearing me? So it's about time we become spiritual. It doesn't matter what you do in your secular life. You can do something for God. You can be spiritual. I'm preaching to you. Whether you are a cleaner, a bus driver, a taxi driver, a hairstylist, you can do something for God. You can be spiritual. Don't leave spirituality only to pastors. You can be spiritual. This is, this is not a priest. He was a king, a politician. He ruled Israel. But look at what he's saying. Look at what he's saying. Look at what he's saying. A day in your court is better. A day in your court is better. This is the, this is the politician. So, what I'm saying, don't, don't use your work as an excuse not to be spiritual. That is why I do fear the day I got shocked. It was when I heard George Walker Bush say that he wakes up every morning Pray and have his quiet time. Was it two hours? George Bush, the president of America, literally the president of the whole world, he has time to have his quiet time and pray. And you are working at McDonald's, you can pray. <laughs> Come on. He said you are busy. He's ruling the whole world. You are just running some small kitchen. And you say you can pray? Can you believe it? You can't come for church. You can't worship God. The one who's ruling the whole world has time to pray. It's about time we stop using our work as excuses. You must be spiritual. Tell anybody be spiritual. Tell anybody, I don't care what you do. You have to be spiritual. I said it, yes. I don't care. I don't care. Because we tend to use our secular work too much of an excuse. 
He said, one day. You are a student, but be spiritual. You are a worker, be spiritual. I mean, this is the king. He had no issues. That day that I said, George Bush, I said, hey. I'm talking about the man who has to deal with Afghanistan. He has to deal with the Iraqi war. He has to deal with 9-11. And you, all that you are doing is you are flipping two beggars. <laughs> and you're too busy. No. It's about time we become spiritual. I say it's about time we become spiritual. Yes, you are next, but be spiritual. Hallelujah. You see, I thank God for our prophet, Bishop Dark. Put your hands together for him. I really thank God. You see, one of the graces God has given to him, and it's a great grace in our church, is that ordinary people are allowed to do the work of God. It's not in many churches that you can do that. No. It's a grace. It's a grace that it doesn't matter who you are. That's why I was telling my, my friend, yes, Tell him because I'm a doctor. I went to medical school. When they say Reverend Doctor Charles, it's not. It's not. It's not. It's not you know, some people. Some people say Reverend Doctor is just this type of you do something online theology. You know, and then mine is not like that. My my, my doctor is real doctor. So in my own intense, to Monday I'll go to work. So I'm a, I'm a doctor. I take care of him. I'm a doctor fully, but I'm also his pastor. Are you hearing me? So I treat him physically and I pray for him. So I have not let my doctorship stop me from being a pastor. So don't let your work stop me from being spiritual. Not taking your greatness, but be spiritual. Be a shepherd. Yeah, you can shepherd somebody. Amen. And by the grace of God, we are in a church that the grace on that church allows lay ordinary people to do something for God. Be spiritual. Be spiritual. Do something for God. Desire to serve God. As I'm being preaching to you and you are getting blessed. Look, Kofi, I've not been to any Bible school. You think I've been to a Bible school before? Never. I've never stepped, one, not even one day in the Bible school. I've never been. Me. No. The only school I went to is medical school. Medical school. I've not been to a Bible school. But by the grace of God and the house that I belong to, provisions are made, anointings are made. And I don't think I'm a bad preacher, am I? Oh, you're not. <laughs> and I think I'm anointed. Am I not? Blessed, blessed. Yeah. So what I'm telling you is that you too, you can be. Be spiritual. <laughs> be spiritual. Let us love God. That's what I'm saying. Let's be spiritual. That's why I started this whole sermon by saying that look, God is not looking for perfect people. You see, one of the guys I like in this church is this guy. You know, I like him very much. I mean, he's not the best of guys. He has friends. As for faults, from the head to the toe, this guy. <laughs> I mean, Fred. Ah, please. But I like him very much because I see an effort, a desire to work and to do this. That's why I like him. I'm not looking for perfection. I'm looking for people who are not going to. If I was looking for perfect people, <laughs> not him. But he's one of my best guys. Do you understand what I'm saying? And I'll choose him any day over many of you. <laughs> this is perfect. 
Yeah. Because no matter who you are, God is looking for a heart. A heart. A heart. A heart must be for him. Hallelujah. A heart must be for him. That's all. Say one day. Look at what he said. I was glad when they said unto me, let us go not into parliament, not into the nightclub, but into the house of the Lord. And this is not a prophet or a priest. This is a king. Can I get an amen? Look, let us be spiritual. I'll tell you something. There are so many things in life you can't control. You know what I'm saying? In life, eh? In life, eh? It's not, only, it's not every time that one plus one is two. I wish I could say that one plus one is always two. It's not that at all. It's not, it's not every time that one plus one is two. There are so many things you, you can't control. There are so many things we can't control. That is why we need to seek help from above. That is why we need to be spiritual. There comes a time you must wake up in the night. You don't know what is going on, but just lift up and intercede because some things are coming you cannot control. So be spiritual. Don't leave the prayer to Reverend Moses alone. The day you think that you pray for him, he'll be sleeping with his wife, you see? <laughs> is interceding for me. For all you know, Lady Pastor Joyce did not go to work and there's action. <laughs> These people. <laughs> so you better learn to pray for yourself. There comes a time you must wake up. In fact, for the past couple of weeks, I've been waking up at night. I feel a certain uneasiness in my spirit. I'm telling you. And I've been praying. Every, that's my wife. Every night I've been praying because you see, you must be spiritual. You must be able to sense spiritual things. You are too dark. Preaching, you are too dull. You must know that there's some agitation, something is not settling with me. So, put on a message, put on a music, and begin to pray in tongues because some things you cannot control. You better be spiritual. Yeah, you better be spiritual. This is one day in your court. Let's be spiritual because to be carnally minded is dead. Let's rise up and be spiritual. Let's be spiritual minded. Yes. Be spiritual. Sense spiritual things. Don't be too dull. That feeling that you are having in you, that pray, it is real. Don't sleep on it. That uneasiness that you must speak in tongues is real. Don't sleep on it. The spirit bearer, the Bible said, the spirit bearer witness with our spirit. The spirit bearer witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. Because you are a child of God, sometimes the spirit will be dictating you. So, so don't sleep on it. That dream that you had, you had a dream and you woke up and you were disturbed about it. Please write it down and pray about it. It's about time the church becomes spiritual. Let's be spiritual. I don't care who you are. This is the king. You must be spiritual. That feeling that, you see, you went for a meeting and when you left, you felt some, some thing about it. Pray about it. How else would the Holy Spirit minister to you? My daughter, that's the Holy Spirit. Okay? He will talk to your spirit. 
and you feel a certain uneasiness, pray about it. Pray till you get the peace that comes from the spirit. So that uneasiness is not, your, it's not that you are being emotional. It's the spirit speaking. Pray, be spiritual. Tell you, get eyes. Cosmo, you can't see at all. Get eyes. Because, because in the spiritual realm, it's not only two eyes. The Bible says in the book of Revelation, and I saw the beast, and he had eyes in front of him, eyes behind him, and eyes on every side. You need to be able to see on every side. The only way you can see is here. You are too dull. You better see on every side. see. You can see. The beast that stand before God, they have multiple eyes. Be spiritual. Love God. Serve God. I wish I can say that is everything that we can control, but it's not. I'm a very calculating person. But even if I can say that it's not everything you can calculate. You simply cannot. I don't think so. So we have to be spiritual. We have to learn to lift up things in the throne room and say, Lord, intercede. Lord, help. Lord, but I'm a child. I don't know which way to go. Lord, order my steps. Lord, I lift up an injunction against every false tongue. I cut it off. Hallelujah. It's spiritual. Sometimes it's not even every good advice. That's a good advice. But if you're not a spiritual, you take it hook, line, and sinker. Something may look good, but it's not from God. Being good does not mean it's from God. Being good is not the same as godly. Being good is not the same as godly. And I'm saying it again. Being good is not the same as godly. For it was Peter who told Jesus Christ, you shall not die. And Jesus tells him, get thee behind me, Satan. You shall not die, it's a good advice. But the source was devil. So the father even somebody, so, so the father something even looks good, that's not mean it's godly. into the frequency. It's not that he's not okay. As I'm here, a lot of radios are broadcasting. I have not heard because I've not tuned in to the frequency. So it's not that God is not talking about the situation. It's not that God is not doing anything about the situation. You have not tuned in. It's time, about time we become spiritual. We begin to wake up. Every time wake up in the night, pray. Call upon him. He will answer. Before you step out of, out, of, out of your door, the path will be made straight. The crooked will be leveled because you are interceded in the night before you step out in the day. Stand up to your feet and let's cross. Thank you. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you.
Pray, pray, be spiritual. I will lift up my hands. Thank you, Holy Spirit. My help, oh, my help cometh from the Lord. Oh, let's be spiritual here. That's why you have to lift up your eyes to the hills. Mashaka Tandaria Baba, Masandaria Baba. He will not suffer thy foot. Yes, Lord. Thy foot to be moved. Oh, let's be spiritual and be prayerful. That's why David said, I will lift up my eyes unto the hills, oh God. He will not suffer. Sleep, yes, Lord. For the Lord is thy keeper, the Lord is thy shade upon thy right hand. Thank you, Holy Spirit, Lord. Upon thy right hand. Oh, Shakatendeli Ababanda, the sun shall not smite thee. Sun shall not smite thee by day. Know the moon by night. Oh, Jesus. He shall preserve thy soul even forevermore. Oh, my heart, my heart, oh, my heart, your heart. My heart. Your heart and my heart, Lord. My heart. Your heart and my heart, Lord. Whatever I close, except the Lord help you, nobody can help you. And that's why God said, I sent my son to die for your sins. For without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sins. Your sin cannot help you. My son cannot help me. That is why God sent his son to die for our sins. So this afternoon, with every eye closed and every head bowed, you are here, you are not born again. Come unto me, all that labor and are heavy laden, and I'll give you rest. I want you to lift up your hand wherever you are. You want to give your life to Jesus. You are asking Jesus to come into your life. You are asking Lord, help me. I want to be saved. I want to be a child of God. God, I cannot help myself. God, help me. Wherever you are, whoever you are, you are not born again. This very moment, whether you are here or you are on Zoom, lift up your hand if you are serious and I'll pray with you. I see your hand. God bless you. God bless you. Oh, God bless you. God will help you. Let your hand go up. God will bless you. I see your hand. In fact, I feel so blessed. Come to me. Come. Walk towards me. Walk towards me. You lift up your hand. Walk towards me. Come. Come. You lift up your hand. You will lift up. You know why you lift up your hand? Or oh, you are not sure? Are you sure? You are sure? You are sure? God will help you. What's your name? That's the beautiful name, Fafa. 
say this after me. And the whole church should say after me. Heavenly Father. Heavenly Father. This Sunday afternoon. This Sunday afternoon. I come as a sinner. I come as a sinner. I need your help. I need your help. Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus. Help me. Help me. Thank you for dying for me. Thank you for dying for me. Save me, Lord. Save me, Lord. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Father, thank you for Fafa. Help and save her. In Jesus' name. Amen. That's a nice name. I'll talk to you after church. Beautiful. Put your hands together for the Lord and be seated. It's time for communion. We hope you've been blessed. Feel free to join any of our services. Contact us at qfcannouncements at gmail.com. That's qfcannouncements at gmail.com.